Welcome to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, where we have real, honest, smart, and sometimes even hilarious conversations about co-parenting, separation, and divorce, and all that goes along with that. I'm Kate Anthony, your Divorce Survival Guide, Certified Life and Relationship Coach, and Happily Divorced Mom, who helps women decide if they should stay in or leave their marriages, and then guides them through the process one step at a time. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. I am so grateful that you're spending uh, a little bit more time with me today. Uh, I've got some really... I've got an amazing episode for you today. This one is really close to my heart um, because the woman that I'm interviewing today was my first coach. She was my first teacher. She literally taught the very first class that I ever went to when I first became a coach. And I was trying to, I was just checking it out and I walked into um, this training program. And she was the very first teacher that I had. And she was the first person to tap me and say, you need to be doing this professionally. Uh, and she later became my coach and my mentor and then a dear friend. And so I am super excited to be bringing you Cynthia Lloyd Darst on today's podcast. But before I give you Cynthia, I want to tell you that my program, my group coaching program, which I've told you a bunch about over the last couple of months is open for registration right now. You can check that out. You can go to uh, kateanthony.com slash stay or group, stay or go group. Or if you just go to my website, if you go to kateanthony.com and then under the work with me tab, you will see the very, it's the very first option. I just want to give you a couple of just, you know, some, a couple tidbits about it. So the next round, it, it starts March 4th and it runs through May 24th and it's divided into three modules. It is a 12 week program. This is not, uh, a fluffy or a surfacey or a uh, simple, you know, quick fix kind of program. This is the real deal. This is, this program is called Should I Stay or Should I Go? And we dig deep. You know, the work that I do with women is intense. It's real. It's actually life-changing. Um, and I know a lot of coaches out there, you know, talk about transformation and, life-changing. But listen, I take this very seriously. This is the hardest question that you will ever answer in your entire life. And so the program reflects that. So it's twelve. It's a 12-week program, and it's divided into three modules, each of which lasts for four weeks. And each module has three weeks of content and then one week for rest and integration and processing and catching up on any work that you might have fallen behind on because, like I said, it's dense. It is for women only, uh, just FYI. You will get in this program life coaching tools, relationship education, neuroscience, community support, deep self-work. And I got to tell you that there really is no other coaching program out there that is designed to answer this specific question with such an in-depth study of marriage, human psychology, and the cultural influences that impact 21st century couples. There really is no other program out there that's been put together by someone who has walked this path and who is also a professional with years of experience helping women successfully travel the road to freedom. So 
this program really is for, uh, you know, it's for moms <laughs> who have been questioning whether or not to leave their marriage for long enough that it's starting to weigh really heavily. If It's for you if you already know that you've got to get out, but you just don't have the strength or the confidence to make the move yet. Um, it's also for you if you're already sort of in the divorce process, but you're reeling from all that that means and everything that, that you have to process from an emotional, uh, psycho-emotional and logistical standpoint. Um, we don't get into legal and we don't get into financial in this, just so you know. So this is what's included in the program. You get 12 weeks of eye-opening, mind-blowing, and life-changing work delivered on a password-protective learning platform for your privacy and security. I take that very seriously. We have I have over 30 training videos. All of the videos are also available in audio and transcript form for your privacy. Um, you have more than 25 worksheets to deepen all of the, all of your learning. And I have 10 guest expert interviews to share their work, the work and expertise of some of the top coaches and psychologists around. There's a private Facebook community where you can ask questions, share experiences, and really gather together with women who are going through the exact same process. And I also have weekly live community video calls uh, moderated by me for Q&A, deepening the work, laser coaching, uh, whatever comes up in those. If you are um, so moved... Jump on over to my website, kateanthony.com, go to the work with me drop down, click on the first one, it'll give you lots of information. So, all right. So without further ado, I will bring I bring you now master coach Cynthia Loy Darst and she is talking to us today about your inside team. What is your inside team? Your inside team is that committee inside your head that's chattering at you. And, you know, sometimes it feels like there's an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other. And sometimes it gets so loud and cacophonous and overwhelming that you don't even know which is the angel and which is the devil. And things can get really confusing. And Cynthia has created a system that breaks this shit down. And it helps you really figure out what voices, what are they trying to say to you? Uh, and why this matters, especially for those of you who might be trying to figure out whether or not to leave your marriage. This is super helpful in the realm of massive decision-making, especially like this. Um, Cynthia is also a guest expert in my program that I just mentioned, but here she is. I'm bringing her to you special to my podcast as well. So here she is. Cynthia, thank you so much for joining me. I'm, I'm, I am so excited that you are coming on to my podcast. It's a really special treat. <laughs> Kate, thank you so much. I'm just delighted to be here and to be with you. <laughs> um, as I said in the introduction, um, Cynthia was my first teacher, my first coach, uh, my mentor as I started on my coaching journey. So really my entire, the entire foundation for everything that I do um, I lay at your humble, at your feet. Oh. <laughs> I humbly lay at your feet. Wow. I'm, well, you're, you're bringing back memories. I think I remember the very first time I laid eyes on you, just, you know, beautiful and, and smart and adorable right there in that class. And, and uh, the way it was, it became so clear so quickly that you were meant to do this work. 
Yeah. And you said that to me and it was, I remember it was so profound and this is sort of relevant. This is relevant to my audience because, you know, I came to coaching. Everyone says, how did you get into coaching? And I'll just tell that story, you know, with you here was I'd gotten divorced and I had been a stay at home mom and I had been an actor, people know for, you know, bazillions of years and I was just done with it. And there was no way I was going to be able to continue acting and have a raise a three-year-old and drive around LA. I mean, it was insane. And it's also not, you know, newsflash. It's not a stable money-making career. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Full disclosure, Cynthia also started out as an actor and then became a coach. (laughs) So this is where we bonded. Absolutely. Um, People said, you know, you should be a therapist. And I was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) There was no part of me that wanted to be a therapist. Mm. But then someone mentioned coaching and I thought, huh, that's really interesting. And I went to go try it out. And I think this is the conversation that we had because I went to go for the first weekend, which is sort of as Cynthia likes to describe as the poo-poo platter for the whole (laughs) Also known as a sampler. (laughs) Sampler is also also known. I like poo-poo platter better. (laughs) And I was there and I thought, you know, I'm going to do the thing that I never do right? I always like, I'll take a yoga class and then I'm like, I'm going to be a yoga instructor and I'm going to do this my whole life. And I purposely went in thinking, let's not do that. Yeah. Let's let's not not rush. We're not rushing things. We're real. This is the next phase of my life. Uh Let's figure, let's like just be here. And you walked up to me. It was like, it was like halfway through the first day (laughs) at that little tea station. And you said, you know, it's really clear to me that you're meant to do this. (laughs) I was like, I'm trying not to do that. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. And I said to you, I was like, I'm just here checking it out. I'm not really sure. You know, I'm just giving it a whirl. And you said, okay, but I've been doing this for a really long time. And I just want you to know that I don't say this to everybody and you're meant to be doing this. And I was like, wow. It's a, in in one way, it's a lifetime ago. In another way, it feels like it was just last year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. So I asked you to come on to talk to my audience about, now Cynthia's just written a book um, called Meet Your Inside Team. And this is work that she did with me (laughs) as my coach. Um, And she wrote a book about it. And it's, so tell us a little bit about the concept of your inside team. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking that. So here's the deal is that as human beings, when there's something that's on our mind and kind of has our attention, um, if we take a moment to slow down and sort of listen in to the thoughts that we're having about whatever it is, then what we start to hear is a conversation. So it might be anything from, you know, oh my God, I've got so much to do before the holidays, you know, oh, oh, what's going to happen with the family? And oh my God, I've got to get do shopping. And like, there may be an entire conversation that's happening. So with, with inside team, what we do is we take whatever that is and we slow down the conversation mm. so that we can find out who's doing the talking. Mm. Different parts of us, these different, these different, um, they they have different roles in our thinking. There's often one who gets very excited and oh, and there's often one who's like, honey, just slow down. Let's just put a plan together. 
let's find it, you know, oh no, we gotta do it all like this, you know? So <laughs> that, that kind of inner dialogue is very normal. And a lot of times people think there's something wrong with them if they're having sort of this ongoing dialogue. Yeah. So inside team, we slow it down. We find out who's doing the talking. We get to know a little bit about what we call those inside team players. And then we start to find out what's going on with them. We actually, in the book, we go through some internal relationship coaching so that you can have better relationship with this inside team. And, and it's so great, right? Because we all have it. Like we all know. I mean, I can't, if, if you, if you, I can't imagine that anybody listening to this is going, what, what is she talking about? And if you are, that is a member of your inside team that's actually talking to you going, I don't understand this. This is weird. This doesn't make sense. Right. That's one of them. That's right. That's absolutely right. Um, but you know, so often we don't surface it, right? We, we, um, it's happening under, under the surface. It's like a tape that's running in the background and we're so used to it at this point in our lives, right? That we often don't hear it, right? It's white, like white noise, except it's white noise. That's kind of running us. Yes. Right. Yeah. And there's, and there's, and often there's a dominant, right? Is there, are there dominant players? Like there, there, there's, I love how I think, I don't know if this is just what you did with me because uh-huh. Uh, of of our shared acting background, but you off you talked to me in coaching me through this years ago about who was taking center stage. Yes, who was upstage left? Who was upstage? And that's probably because of my of our of, of our history. But I don't know if that's how you actually <laughs> you understand you understood it very quickly, and I knew you would because of your acting background. But most people get this. So, like most people, if I say okay. So as we, we're going to, we're going to listen into this conversation and one at a time, we're going to bring those players out and put them out in front of us. And it maybe is, maybe they're on a stage, Mm. right? And so as they come out, I want you to notice where they go, where do they go on this stage? Right. And so, you know, here comes the warrior and the warriors over here, you know, and here comes the one who's the nurturing mother and she does this other thing. And here comes this freaked out kid who's just creating mischief everywhere, you know. And and so what we do is we start to one, just see where they go in relationship to each other. Mm. That alone gives us new awareness. Yeah. Right. And then we start to notice the dynamic. In other words, how are they reacting or interacting with each other? Or sometimes they don't interact with each other at all. They all just stare at you and and do a thing (laughs) directly with you. You should be doing more work. You should be, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Some of them don't even realize the other players are there. And what are some signs that this is, I mean, besides the fact that it's always happening, right? But when do we know it's time to stop, slow down, (laughs) check in, notice who's talking? Yeah. Like, when is it like, okay. Now's the time to use this. Now's the time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's whenever there's like a crazy making conversation. 
So, so you and I and, and all of your, anyone listening to this, you go through your life and there are many, many things that you do every day where your inside team is in alignment. It's not a problem. You, maybe you need to go pick up your kids and you go, oh, I need to stop and get gas. And you, and you do that and you go and get your kid. And it's like, it, there may, you know, but it's like, you just do it. You just do it. It's not a problem. You're done. Right. 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 But when there's something that's bugging you, maybe something happened in your relationship with your, with your spouse or your boss or coworker. And it's like all these different thoughts about it. Or maybe it's a deadline for something that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's just something that, you know, that's going on in your personal life. Like, like, you know, if you're anything like me, maybe you've put on a few pounds and it's time to, you know, get back into the swing of going to the gym. And boy, oh boy, here comes the conversation of, you know, like, you don't have time for that or you're getting old. It doesn't matter or whatever it is. Like these different thoughts come up. It's really for and for my audience, I think a lot of the time this is around questioning their relationships. You know, when I was questioning my marriage, I had an inside team that was off the chain. I had the just try what try harder. If you just try harder, right? You know, everything would be fine. It's it's everything is one hundred percent one hundred percent. You're one hundred percent responsible for how your relationship is created. You know, just right? Or like, this is horrible. This is horrible. This is, there's got to be more, there's got to be better. Right. And it was this cacophony and I didn't know who to listen to. That's right. And it was, yeah. And I, you know, if I, I don't know if I had had this, obviously if I'd been working with a coach, I probably would have gotten through this a lot lot than I did. Right. Because I didn't know who to listen to. I didn't know what was real anymore. well, one of the challenges here is that, that what we tend to want to do as human beings is to find one point of view and go with that. And yeah. so that doesn't really help us. Honestly, that sounds strange. But, but what we do with Inside Team is we slow down the whole thing. We imagine that every one of these players is in some way trying to contribute to you. Yeah. Now, the way they're doing it may be kind of crappy. <laughs> maybe, maybe bullying or nasty. Right. Right? Well, yep. Right. Yes. But, but they're trying to tell you something, something in their unskilled way or in their, yes. Exactly. So here, you know, so here's the one who says, you made an oath, you gave your word, you got, you know, you, well, okay. Yeah, that's true. What is it? What is it that you're trying to offer me here? You know, and so that's going to be different for different people. But maybe it's something around, you know, I want you to be in integrity about the choices you make. Maybe it's something like that. Yeah. But the, and quite often those those parts of us will have what I would call a, a collapsed distinction. They'll have an idea that because you made a certain commitment, that means that's exactly the same right commitment today, when probably it it isn't anymore. (laughs) Or maybe it's not. Maybe things have changed, and in order to be in integrity, there's a different move to be made. Right, 
Right. And so what are the, you know, I know that, that you use values a lot in yep. that. And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about how values inform that, because I would, I would assume that values inform what those pieces that we're just talking about are, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so chances are that each one of those inside team players is sort of a banner holder for certain values of yours. Mm-hmm. So this one over here is all about compassion and kindness. Yeah. And this one over here is about integrity and keeping your word. And this one over here is about, wait a minute, let's, you know, let's have a, let's have a fulfilling life. Let's see what's possible now, you know? And so there, so there are different values that are getting, that are trying to get honored, you know? And then there's the one who's like, Oh my God, how will I, what will I do around money? How will that work? And that one maybe is about security, right? So they all have different values. And so the more, the more you can just like, rather than think that any of them are totally right. If you can imagine that each one of them has a little tiny 2% of the truth, a little bit of something. Yeah. Then you can kind of calm it down and get the information from each one. What are you trying to do? And what are you trying to do? What are you trying to offer me here? And now I can take that and I then, once once those players are outside of me, I can start making a choice that works better for me now. So in making really, really hard decisions, like, should I leave my marriage? (laughs) Oh my God, right? So, So... in, in working with these inside team members, right, and slowing down the conversation, yeah. how do you avoid sort of saying, okay, great, so now everyone's had their say, and if no one's more important than, than anyone else, all, I ha- all I'm left with is more information. <laughs> 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 now what do, what do I do with it? Yeah. Right? Where, do you, where did you take it? Where does it go next? Yeah. So here's the thing. Here, here's, here's my belief on this. It's when you can honor each of those voices and be able to honestly be curious about them, not afraid of them, but curious about them, right? Um, what we want for, for our clients in this is who, like when you're doing with an inside team, you need to keep grounding yourself in your adult. Your adult self, the one who can listen to each one of those players without getting freaked out. (laughs) Right. Okay. If you're getting freaked out by any one of those players, that's actually not your adult self. That's, that's another player getting freaked out. Right. Yes. Right. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I love it. I love it. Just I love like it. if, just like if your son Emmett came running in the door and he had he had some kind of superhero in his hand and he was going, ah, <laughs> um, you wouldn't be actually scared of the superhero, right? You might be, you know, like what's happening here, but <laughs> you <wouldn't> be- <laughs> whoa, chill, kid. Right. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't be afraid of. You would be, yeah. Great. Right. So that's yes. so that's the same kind of thing you want to do with the inside team is like, oh, look at that one. That one's really upset. Wow. Yeah. 
really is so, is trying so hard to get me to listen. Wow, look at the passion that that one's showing. Really concerned about me, trying to protect me, right? Yeah, yeah. When I can get that these players are trying to protect me, trying to contribute to me, then I can start to find my way forward. Mm. So it's not like it's going to give you a quick answer. In fact, I hope it doesn't. Right. Um, Because when you're going through something as uh, important as divorcing someone, that's not like, oh, let me just think of, let me just find a perspective and go. That's, (laughs) you know, that's, that's, it's a, it's really a a time to, to, you know, let it unfold and different layers and concerns. And, and I'm, as I'm sure you do all the time, Kate, that it's it's not just a quick fix on this. Right. No, I mean, it's it's really not, it's really not, you know, um, my clients, you know, I work with people usually for at least three months Mm -hmm. and usually they haven't, they haven't made it. Well, they may have, they may have made a decision, right? They're, they're actually, they're usually clear on what they really want. Um, but usually they haven't acted on it, Yeah, you know? Um, and they're, you know, they're, they're it takes a lot of time as it should, as it should. I had a client who once said to me, Oh my God, if I had only taken so long to deliberate marrying him as I am divorcing him, that we might be having a different conversation because we do. We spend far more time examining the exit strategy than the entrance strategy. Yep. Which is, you know, for another for another podcast or another or another <laughs> another coach. But nobody seeks out a coach to figure out if they should marry someone. They just dive in. You know? Right. Talk about an inside team, right? Oh, right. let's get married. Let's plan the wedding. Let's, you know, that that's you know, oh, we, did, we did the thing we we're gonna we we're supposed to do. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. did yeah. it? Did it? Got the got the prize? Got the got yeah. the brass ring or the gold ring or the diamond yeah. ring? That's yeah. all I was after. You know, right. I was right. like, and feeling so in love and feeling like nothing's gonna, you know. So those are all those are also inside team players right. holding on to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I love the idea of this this sort of slowing things down and the objectivity, right? I, I talk a yeah. lot with my clients about um, our operating system, right? Uh-huh. That we're literally we're just like lifting up the hood, not literally, we are figuratively lifting <laughs> up the hood. And we're looking and we're going, wow, look at that wires crossed there and that wires crossed there. And that's causing a lot of issues. What if we re- rework the wires here? Yes. Right. And I think that's very much what your inside team is. Each, each team member is a wire. Right? <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. yeah. It really is like that. And I, that's such a, it's such a powerful metaphor. It's like, you know, we go through, you know, it, we wouldn't, we don't just think that our car magically runs. We actually know that there are all these parts and all these things that have to work together. And if there's a challenge, we don't just go, Oh my God, I'm, I'm just stuck. You know, we take it to someone who understands how to rework the wiring, right? Right. Whatever it is, that's just a normal thing. Mm -hmm. But here it's like what I'm, what, what I'm excited about and what you're saying is that this is something that most human beings can learn how to rewire a little bit like learning how to change a battery. It's not, it's not all that hard. And in, in the book and meet your inside team, 
we have some, there's several different exercises and it takes you through, how do you do this? How do you find this player? What are we even talking about here? What's this one trying so hard to get you to see? And we, there's several different lists of questions that you ask as you develop and get to know your inside team about any particular, you know, topic. Yes. And I, I, I love that about the book because I love that it actually, like anyone can, anyone can use it. Anyone can read it. Anyone. And I, and I strongly recommend that everybody does and there'll be a link to it in the show notes and everything. Um, it's a, it's very accessible. You know, it's, it's not, it, it's, while I think this started out as a thing that you, I mean, you use in coaching, coaching clients, right? Right. It's, it's not just a tool for other coaches to learn how to coach, which it is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, it's very accessible for us to, as humans, just work with. And I think that the exercises and the questions are, they're super accessible and really powerful and revealing. Thank you. Thank you. This written, this was written specifically so that any human being who's curious about their, about what's under the hood (laughs) can, can, can access it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about curiosity because I think it's a, it's a, it's a foundational piece in this work. I mean, it's, but it's also, it, but it really is one of the foundational pieces of, I mean, of all coaching, but certainly an inside team. Yes. And it's not just curiosity about ourselves, but it's the curiosity of about each player. Uh, player. Yeah. 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 That's right. One of the things that can be challenging at first is let's say you've got a kind of like a nasty voiced player. Let's say you've got like a judging, you know, why are you doing this? What are you thinking? Blah, 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 blah. It are, uh, many of us have been trained to try to shove that voice aside or I just won't listen to it or something like that. So if you positive, don't allow negative thoughts in, be positive, love and light. But here's the problem, right? So imagine that you were sitting next to someone and that person was trying to get your attention and that person was going, you know, I want you to listen to me. And you just kept shoving them aside. What would probably happen? At some point, they would probably get louder and louder and probably more angry. And that's what happens with these players. Yes. So, so when we do inside team, rather than try to shove aside what feels like a negative voice, we actually turn and look at it, and listen to it, and say, so hang on a second, the way you're yelling at me here isn't helping me, I'm I'm not getting what you're trying to tell me, what is it, what is it that you're so concerned about here, Mm -hmm. what is it, you know, and if we can relax a little bit, not have to defend against it, but just listen, you're going to probably find something useful under there. Maybe a tiny bit of wisdom, maybe a little bit of uh, that it's so freaked out, it's so concerned that you're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. That it's trying to tell you something about that. Yeah, yeah. I always think about, you know, that voice when we're, when you're about to make a massive change in that voice. It's like, who, that, who the fuck do you think you are, yeah. right? That you can... 
you know, do this big job change that you're going to be able to be able to be on your own. You're going to be support yourself. Right. And it, and it's nasty and you, you don't want to hear that. Right. right? Um, and it is, it can be so mean and abusive. Yeah. I mean, it's really, yeah. you talk about it in bullying terms, right? It really is. It's bullying. It's awful. Yeah. Um, and the idea of turning towards your bully and saying, what are you really trying to say here? Yeah. What do you, what do you need? Yeah. What do you need for me to know? Yes. Right. It's yeah. like a two-year-old screaming and yelling and yelling and screaming. And your friends saying, what do you, what, what? What do you need? Instead of like, stop screaming. Right. What do you need? What do you need? What's going on here? That's right. That's right. And at first, just to, just, you know, the cautionary note is that at first that it might keep screaming. But if you can just say, I'm listening to you. What's here? What is it that you're, you know, what are you trying to tell me? Because I'm not getting it. And if you can be interact with it in a calm manner, just like you would with your child, like you're talking about there, that there's there's usually a kind of relaxation or at least a, uh, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. oh, I just want to make sure that you have enough money. Or, you know, actually, like if, if you kind of take away all that nastiness and we look at the question, who are you? that you think you can do this. Mm. Well, who am I that I think I can do this? I'm a pretty smart person. I'm a person who's come through a lot and I'm really capable, Mm -hmm. you know? And so sometimes the question that it's asking isn't a bad question. It's the heat or the energy with which it's being asked that sounds so horrifying. (laughs) Yes, right, right. And it's scary. It is scary, right? right? How do you, it, let's say we were working, you were people working this on, on their own, right? Because if, if in a coaching situation, we can sort of guide and direct this. Yeah. But if you're working this on your own, how do you suggest or help people stay in that objective place, right? Because, ugh, right? right. So... To be able to be curious and, and welcoming and inviting when you're scared or you're triggered yeah. um, or you're right. Cause, cause usually you, we have these conversations, the voices yeah. get the loudest when we're in a sort of more heightened state. You're pointing to two things. So one, you know, obviously to me, if, you know, if you can do this work with a coach or do it even with a friend, even have someone who's there to kind of witness you and you talk it through together, that can be very yeah. helpful. Yeah. Um, if you're doing it alone, one of the things that you're pointing to there, Kate, is that quite often when a nasty bullying voice comes up, we, some, some other player jumps in and goes, oh, oh my God, that one's screaming at me again. I can't, I'm, oh, I'm not very strong, right? Well, here's the thing to notice is check it out. In this moment, my adult self is not here. It's not there. Some, some other player is here, and it sounds like a, a scared child. Yeah. So that yeah. scared child is not the one to interact with the bully. Right. In fact, in that moment, I call that a double trigger. And that's yeah. a, 
that's a, it's not an unusual thing to happen. It happens to many of us. Yeah. So, so to, so to actually, you just set aside the bully for a second and you notice, oh, wow. So there's, there's a player here who's really scared. Who's that? Hmm. And see if you can bring that one out. Sometimes it won't go very far, but just to start to imagine and get to know who's this one who's so scared. We're not, I don't want you to have to interact with this bully. Let's, let's you and I, let's put you in a safe place. Mm. Right. Mm. And we do some work there first. It's called restoring authority in my book. We do work there first. And then now when I'm back in my adult and my terrified child is not in me, now I might be able to be curious about this one who's a bully. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it requires, I mean, it takes, let's be clear, this takes practice, oh, right? Yeah. Because you still have to have your adult brain wits about you to even notice that it's another player who's a child, right? There's a, there's a, yeah, this part is hard to do on your own. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really is. It really is. I mean, this is why not to, not to, you know, plug us too much, but this is why coaching is so powerful because we can help you sort of do that, so that separation and that, and, and notice. so much. Oh, what's that? And notice, notice. Like, so if I'm coaching someone and I hear them start to react to their bully, yeah. I can say, pause just a second. Yeah. Who's this, who's this one who's having trouble with your bully? Right. I can, I can notice it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So interesting. So, so, I mean, I love it. This great, yeah, it's fun stuff. It's fun. It's fun and it's interesting. It's a lot. It's a. I would invite any. It's like you know. One of the things that I would also encourage is I'm a believer that we all have lots of inside teams, mm. and the team that you have around um, having people over for dinner is a def- different team than you have for choosing the school your children are going to or the team that you have around your sex life or dating, you know, all of these have different players. Some of them, some of them, will, you will have some core players that are on several teams, but some of them don't show up on other teams. Right. You know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this is, I mean, these teams, not, not, I don't want to get too technical. I don't want to go too far into this because it is <laughs> so technical, but I mean, this is, this is, this is based on, and sort of comes out of systems theory. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This, uh, the, I have been, well, you'll see it in my book, but yes, you and I were both actors. And one of the ways that I was trained as an actor was based on transactional analysis, mm. which, which had to do with, you know, that we all have these different ego states, a child ego state and an adolescent ego state and a critical parent and stuff like that. And I found that fascinating as an actor and really, really useful. And um, as the years played out, I became a coach. And at some point I thought, wouldn't that be interesting to be able to bring some of that transactional analysis work into coaching? But uh, it was just a thought. It wasn't like a thing, right? Yeah. And then as the years played out, um, I went and did, as you did, Kate, the CRR Global's work, the the organizational relationship and systems coaching. And in their training, 
they do some work with what are called secret selves, in, in which are internal aspects of your personality. And in, in my book, we would call them players on your inside team. Yeah. Right? And so that, that stimulated, oh, this is something I want to create. So in 90, about, I'm sorry, uh, it was about 2002, I started putting this together in my head. And by 2004, I was training coaches in it. And, uh, and so now fast forward, it's like I was training coaches in it for years before we ever, I ever wrote this book. Yeah. And that was, that was long before I even met you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize it had been around in your, in your head for, for that long, which is awesome. And I think it's, I mean, I, I do, I think it's one of the more powerful, um, tools that we have. And I, I think that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I think that we all, we all sort of, we all have danced around it when we talk about, you know, just to be clear, when we talk about our inner critic or our inner guides or in future selves, saboteurs, gremlins, whatever, however we name it. Those could all be termed as players on your inside team. They're all players. Yes. Yes. Mm and I love the idea that it's there's less duality, right? Of there's the good and the bad, or the negative, positive and the negative, but that there's this there's this nuance to it all. Yes, yeah. So the 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 shift in the stance with inside team is that if and you know this may or may not be true for people, but I ask people to try it on, and that is that every player, even if it feels negative, every player is trying to contribute something. Yeah. The, like I said, the way it's doing it may be entirely like horrible, but if we look just to that little bit, there's usually something there. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Look, can we talk about myth change? Oh, sure. Can we talk about changing relationships? Yeah. Because yeah. this is like transitioning really while I have you here and you're, <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're right. This, this is this is not part of my book, but this is part of the CRR Global's work. Yes, the, it is right. Exactly, which work, is right. Which, which Systems, it teaches yeah. as well. So that's why I'm. I mean, I've got the expert in the hot seat. I'm gonna I'm gonna milk her yeah. for all she's got. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of a change, right? Yeah. Transitioning relationships. Um, how do people do that in a healthy? <laughs> well. There are two pieces that I want to talk about here, okay? Yes. So one, before we get to myth change, I I actually want to, um, with anyone who's really looking at divorce, the possibility of divorce, perhaps you're in divorce, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. I just really want to honor the process that you're in. Yeah. This is no easy feat. This Mm -hmm. is not a quick thing. This is... There is, it's like what I would want for anyone is to be able to give themselves the time to really process through all of the different implications it has, all of the things they're looking at in their own fulfillment and what that means to them, and and all of the things that it means around, um, you know, uh, like, well, like so I know, I know, uh, <laughs> I know when I when I uh, stopped being an actor. Yeah, people would be like, "You gave up your dream." You know, <laughs> it's, it's like you know. Okay, well, actually, I found a new one. 
Yeah. I found a different, you know, and so, so what I would want for anybody is to be able to, to, to get that sometimes we do, things do change. Yep. And, and so, and it's time anyway. So you get that part of it. No, I, and I, and I, that, and I appreciate that. And I think that's relevant to where we're going actually, yeah. uh, because it's the honoring of a process that so often we don't do. We don't take the time. We don't spend the time in the change and in the process. Um, we just kind of jump ship and, you know, well, I shouldn't feel happy about it. So I'm going to feel happy or I should feel sad. So I'm going to feel sad or, right. And it's, it's just not that simple. It's not that simple. So, so, uh, and so just co-create this with me. Okay. Yeah. No myth change. So, so a myth change is a change in the story or the narrative of your life. Yeah. And so there was a time before you were married where there was, there was the um, pre-married, you know, whatever that was. And then you got married and now, and then there was the story that happened there. Yes. So then if someone is moving to a next part of their relationship, whether it means that the relationship is shaking up so that it's going to find its way forward or that it's going to all fall apart. I don't, you know, who knows which is which. It's like yeah. that is, there's a change that's needing to happen. Yes. And just as you're speaking about, it's not, you know, we can think, oh my God, if I could just get out of this, I'll be happy. But every time we make a change in the narrative, there's stuff that we gain and there's stuff that we lose. Yes. Every time. Every time. Every time. Yes. In the grief recovery handbook, they talk about the definition of grief being a, uh, the conflicting feelings around any, ch- any change. Any change. Any change, right? And they talk about the fact that, you know, high school graduation yes. is, right, is a great... You were one, you had this whole story, you, this entire experience and the story about graduating from high school and it's a momentous, wondrous occasion and then we're going to college and isn't that exciting, but there's a whole self that you're leaving behind That's and right. a whole self that you're creating and there's lots of feelings there and we usually just don't, of course, you know, we're 18 years old and who, right. who at 18? Like, we don't know that so many of our relationships are ending and that, that there's certain security that we will never feel quite the same way. Right. We don't know. We don't know that, but we don't know it. Right. But it's a great sort of like, it's a great uh, example in hindsight to be like, right. oh my God, all of that happened. And I just right. blew past it. Right. That's right. So, yeah. it's, so, you know, I would, um, I would imagine that someone going through a divorce, it would, it would be like, you, you, maybe you've just, maybe you've just signed the papers and you're actually on the other side of the actual divorce. However, I would imagine that there would be both a certain relief and a certain like, holy crap. And maybe That's even right. missing things that you didn't know you would miss yeah. and feeling like, wait, did I make the wrong move? No, you're actually just going through the myth change process. You're, you're, you're doing, there needs to be, even in the worst relationships, there's a grief that will happen. There's a loss, there's a change. And even in the most, uh, you know, so I think you get what I'm saying. It's like, yes, no, I, stuff I, celebrated and stuff to be grieved. Yes. And I think this is actually, this is actually a very important uh, aspect of this because what happens, what I find with my clients and the conversations we have a lot is 
Um, I, I was clear. I was totally clear. Yes. I'm lonely. I miss him. Our yes. favorite show was on tonight. I miss him. Does this mean I made a mistake? Right. Right. right? And you know, what I say is usually because I know the process they've been through, I'll usually say, no, it doesn't mean you made a mistake. It means you're human. It means that you are, that there's still stuff left to grieve. That's right. And I, you know, I'm really open and honest about the fact that I've been divorced for almost 10 years, 10 years. It's been 10 years. And I, yeah. And I am still uncovering layers of grief. They're, they're smaller. They're less right, but there's like another, my ex and I had a really hard conversation yesterday. Oh, wow. You know, and it's like, yeah. oh, look at that. Look, look at this transition. Look, yeah. look where we're at. We're coming upon this and yeah. this is happening. And, you know, I found my box of wedding photos the oh, other day. Oh, golly. You know, photos, by the way, because I'm old enough that, you know, my photo, my, my wedding pictures were not on digital. They were, you know, I have a box of actual photos. <laughs> binder full of negatives, you know, but so this goes on and on and on and on. It really does. It's, it's less, it's the, you know, but it's important every time it happens for me. Yes. I stop and then I don't say it's because I'm still in love with him or I still want to be married to him or I made a mistake, but I go, wow, look at that. Another, another piece of this transition. Right. That's right. Well, you're, you've also brought up, just, I'm going to bring up one more piece of this. Yeah. And that is something called the disappointed dream. Oh, yeah. Well, and maybe you've had another, tele- if you want to say, no, nope. not now, tell me. But Do it. Uh, nope. Do it. <laughs> whenever, whenever we set out to do anything, whether it's building a new business or going into any new relationship that we have, any relationship, we, ha- we, we don't even know we're doing it, but we're creating a kind of dream of how we think this relationship's going to go. Yeah. Right? So whether it's in a, so let's just, let's just imagine that you're going and you get a new job and you like the person who interviewed you and you like the situation and you start having this dream of, oh, this is going to be great and it's exactly the right place for me and it feels so great. And then you come in one day and somebody did something you didn't expect and now you're kind of like, ah, that's not quite right. And bit by bit, it's like things start to get a little creepy and like a little not right for you. And you're, and you're suddenly going, what the heck was I thinking? This is not, it's because it's, it's because we have a dream that gets disappointed. And so certainly in relationship with our spouse. Yeah, we have this dream of happily ever after. We have this dream of this is the perfect person, and somehow we'll work it all out. Yeah, and so when that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. then it feels like we like we actually have to mourn the loss of that dream as well as the myth change. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And even in relationships that, that last now, right. I mean, I'm sure I, I can imagine, I don't know, I wouldn't know this, but Cynthia, you've been married forever and a day to a wonderful man, but you know, we make up this idea of the Prince charming yeah, and then, su- and then they become like a person <laughs> who like, you know, farts and shits or whatever. Right. And you're like, Oh, 
man, (laughs) I mean, that's a form of disappointed dream. You're you're bringing to mind something that happened very early on in our relationship. I married my husband. I really wanted to make sure I wasn't marrying a man, anything like my father, right? Like, (laughs) not like my father. He's so different. And about a year into our relationship, my father had been a real go-getter. Okay. Like set goals, had clarity, made things happen. This is, that was his way. I did not realize that the little dream that had formed in my head was that every husband was like a (laughs) go-getter, like, like made, had a vision and went after things. And the man that I married, he's a day at a time kind of guy. Yeah. Let's see what happens. He's not a go-getter in that way. Yeah. So I was, there was a time where I got really twisty with him and I was like, what's wrong with you? Because he wasn't fitting. And I'm talking about an extremely unconscious dream. I didn't, I didn't understand that this was something that I had created based on my father Yeah, and was trying to get him to fill out, you know? Yep. So, so the idea is here that, so there is a disappointed dream yes. and, a myth, and a myth change, right? In, yeah. in every, in every, in every relationship. In every, yes. And in every myth change, there are mo- probably multiple yes. um, disappointed dreams that we have to acknowledge. And yeah. that's part of this process that you were talking about to take that time and yeah. be in the process. It's, and it's not easy, but there's so much growth in it. Yes. There's so much growth in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. This stuff, you know, uh, the, what particularly, you know, tra- any kind of transition, but particularly a transition that's as large as um, divorce or, or, you know, finding your way forward after some big change in your life, it requires so much patience. Mm. And I don't know that anybody ever talks about that part of it. Yeah. You know, it's not... We all want to, we certainly want to get out of the pain of it quickly. Yeah. Yes. And that's understandable. But how do you be patient with that? How do you be patient and, and uncover this and, and let, it, let it start to unfold, let it start to play its way out so that you really do learn and grow and find your own feet? Yeah. I am so grateful to you for coming and talking about all of this. We went into a total, but it's great, right? I mean, it's great. It's, we started with the inside team and we've, we've covered a lot and it's, I think it's, I think it's all super important and certainly important to my audience. And um, I highly encourage everyone to buy Cynthia's book. I, it is linked in the show notes and it, uh, and it's great. It's, it's super accessible and, and it, it takes you on a journey into yourself, which is, uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I don't know about you. That's where I want to be. I mean, not, not like, I mean, I don't really want to be, you know, but it's, but I want to do the work I want to. And I think my audience does too. They want to do the work to uncover uh, aspects of themselves and, and work through those things. So, well, it's more fun that way, I think. Isn't it? <laughs> okay. Thank you, Kate, thank you so much for thank this. It was you. a real pleasure to be with you here today. And you out there in Kate land, <laughs> let's go have good fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. You can find me over at kateanthony.com and be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.